When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell coming to you from a rainy day in Denver in May. Oh that kind God. of rains. It does rhyme. It's not just, just kind of. <laughs> and then we're having bluebird skies here in Portland, Oregon. So um, upside so down smiley face. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My nature got our locations were confused. So, Dim, you got a cortisone shot. Um, and you need to share not details. just one. I oh, got two. Just one. I got two. Mm. Um, yes, in my knees. That's the first time I've ever had one before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so my knees, you know, are now the issue. They have been for a while, but um, they. I I don't know exactly what's going on. Um, I, mm. You know, I'm not an MRI. I'm like, I'm not going to do. I mean, there's definitely some arthritis going on there. There's some bone on bone. I mean, it's definitely snap, crackly pop. And um, <laughs> and it, when it comes to the most, you know, when it's the hardest thing for me to deal with is going downhill, mm. you know, and, um, and I'm gearing up, I'm training for um, the enchantment hike in July, mm. which is going to be about 19 miles of um, one day. Usually it's a, it's a hike outside of Seattle. And usually whenever I tell people I'm doing it, if they're familiar with it, they're like, oh, you got a permit? I'm mm. like, oh no, <laughs> we didn't get a permit. You need a permit to camp overnight. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not, not us. We're just going to, you know, uh, run through as fast as we can running in quotes. Um, so do it all in one day. So uh, it's like 7,000 feet of descending, which is mm. the most I've ever done. And so wow. I'm just work. And so I've been working a lot on, as we know, like working on getting my whole body to support me and I'm doing some PT work as well. And, uh, and anyway, I have Baker's cysts on the oh, back yes. of my mm-hmm. knees. Mm-hmm. I have, have those as well. I have, I've read about it because I thought for a little while, I forget when and why and where, but I thought that maybe that's what was going on with me. So I did read about it, but maybe for people who haven't, you know, Googled it. <laughs> now, now is the next thing to do my doctor Google with. Yeah. I mean, it basically, I mean, I, I don't know a lot about them other than I know that they're in the back of your knees. They're little mm-hmm. the, uh, or something like that. Cis is another word for them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're harmless other than um, usually they're an indication that something like is hurting. They're, they're, they're an indication of inflammation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That something else has gone wrong in the knee, whether it's like missing cartilage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Can so, I, say, can I just yeah. say for one sec though, you saying talking about the snap crackle pop, So I was um, kind of joking around with my son, John, the the dancer, and was, I was doing my interpretation of the start of one dance. And when I started doing, and it involves kind of lifting your knees and pushing them down and this whole thing. And when I did it, uh, you know, there was this popping noise and John goes, oh, mom, it totally means you're doing it right. If you don't make a sound, you're not doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) there you go there you go well and and to be fair i mean i have had my knees have made noise for a long long time Mm, okay and i used to go to you know i mean i've you know definitely been in and out of different 
situations, PTs and that kind of stuff. And they were like, if it doesn't hurt, it's okay. Right. Mm, I mean, okay. then that's pretty much a rule mm-hmm. for a lot of things. Like none of us are very much like perfectly aligned to start mm-hmm. with. And then as you know, movement um, shoves us out of alignment mm-hmm. very gently, shove and gently, those don't really go together. But anyway, so anyway, so I knew that I had them. And so, um, I one one the PT that I'm working with a little bit now just suggested that I go see my doctor and see what they could do about them because it's just like after I do a very long hike like my knees just swell and especially mm. my right knee and mm-hmm. um the back of it especially mm. and uh so I was just like okay you know I'm down for seeing if something can help and so I got I basically just got two cortisone shots I thought that I had a a Baker system, my right knee. It turns out I have one in my left. It's not interesting. This is not interesting at all. Turns out I have them both of them. And um, so, yeah, so I got cortisone shots in. First of all, I thought they were going to like shoot them directly into the cyst, mm. which is in the back of your knee. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We never go in the back. You go in the front. Mm. Um, and mm. so, um, so yeah, so I got two on Thursday afternoon, one on each knee. And holy cow, I feel like I have bionic knees right now, like (laughs) almost to a scary degree. Like I was talking to Grant about it. He's like, yeah, that's what I've heard about cortisone is it can also make, you know, if it works, I I know it doesn't always work on certain situations, but you know, it's a steroid. And so it makes you, you know, it reduces the inflammation. And, and so I just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to go like jump rope, box jump. Like, which, and, and so Grant's like, you know, the thing about it is, is it makes you feel like you're almost superhuman and you have to, you know, actually rein that in and just keep on doing the stuff that you're doing to get your knees stronger. Right. Mm. You know, I gotta say, I did not have the same Wonder Woman feeling after I got two cortisone shots to my bulging discs. I mean, I had some relief, but it was, I did not feel superhuman by any means. Yeah. Well, I I think it's, I mean, I think it's really case by case, situation Mm -hmm. by situation, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe if you got it somewhere else, it might feel, you know, so I'm excited. Um, I mean, the biggest thing that I realized, and it's not like I was like, they all of a sudden like, you know, had like stars shooting out of them or anything like that. (laughs) But I was um, out hiking last weekend and I just realized how much I wasn't bracing for pain, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, you, again, it's like almost like a subconscious Mm -hmm. thing, like where you're, you know, you're like, okay, I know it's going to hurt, but I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. Right. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us have had that feeling, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. so just like walking down a hill, I'm like, oh my gosh, this, you know, I'm definitely still, it's not like all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm going to run down this thing, you know? (laughs) Um, But I definitely felt like, okay, this, I could do this. And I didn't have my poles with me, which usually Mm -hmm. I have my hiking poles with me. So I'm very encouraged, I guess is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. And who knows how long it'll last. And if I get it again, it'll be like that. I mean, I'm like, of course you get this and that. Then my head starts spinning like, okay, do I need one of these every three months for the rest of my life? Like what, mm-hmm. you know, what is, mm-hmm. and what is the effect of that? Um, right. They didn't, know. they didn't tell you that. See, my guy said, oh, we'll only give you one. You know, he said it should last three to six months. And he said they typically won't do more than two, you know, in the same location per year or, you know, so I had two, so he would, when would have only done two more in one session again, six months later. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the guy that I saw said, you know, about every three months, um, I've, so I've seen online, of course, I Googled a lot about, about mm-hmm. it too, like mm-hmm. not getting more than three a year. I mean, yeah. who knows? I will, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm just very encouraged knowing that I still, I can't 
take advantage of it, but gosh, it just feels nice to have something. <laughs> Isn't modern medicine it, wonderful? Yes. <laughs> Ma Ingalls did not have this option, you know? No, she did not. No, she did not when she was, you know, bailing hay and scooping the, you know, poop out of the barn and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So yeah. And just to have, and again, like just the realization of how much I was, you know, I mean, again, like a, a lot of us do this, but you're like, you probably do it with your back. Like, you you know you you know a movement is going to hurt but you still have to do the movement right mm-hmm, and so you mm-hmm. kind of i think you're just a little bit on edge you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i have to ask did did the injections themselves hurt not really no oh. i mean they sprayed them with um you know you get a little lidocaine or whatever yeah i was gonna say lidocaine yeah a little like cold freeze and mm-hmm. he told me to close my eyes um <laughs> yes. so i did because then you don't know what is coming right? yeah because you know he was doing it right in front of me yeah mm-hmm. so yeah so i didn't i mean no it didn't really hurt it didn't hurt before didn't hurt after i read again online that it gives you a little bit of like it can make your face a little flush and i noticed that i'm like why oh. am i so so rosy all of a sudden <laughs> you know like this is not my normal, like, you know, I look like I'm going to audition for Annie the Musical or something. So. Well, I asked because when I had, so mine were in my back, so I couldn't see it all. And yeah. I think I griped about this in one podcast. I was not pleased with the practitioner because he just gave me no clue what he was doing, gave me no head. Uh, he was just yammering on about some trip to Japan his family took. And so, but when he put it in, at one point, it just sent, like, uh, felt like an electrical shock all the way down a nerve, all the way into my foot. Ouch. And I just Ouch. was like, yeah, because I thought, okay, this guy, like, I can't shut this guy up, so I got to get his yeah. attention. Yeah. And and he made it seem like that was a good thing that I had that reaction. Like, okay, yeah, we're in the right spot. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I would think almost. Yeah, that uh-huh. you're getting into getting it where it needs to go, but who knows? Yeah, yeah it was, but it was it was unpleasant. It was highly unpleasant. So, and maybe it was oh. also just, I also probably in my mind have, have wrapped it into his lack of um, good communication. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Bedside manner. Yeah. But, yeah. but, no. but I am so glad that you have relief from them. Well, thank you. Actually, my guy was so good. <laughs> Sorry not to be like, well, come out to Colorado next time you need one. But um, And I can't remember his name, but he was very, he was super chatty also, mm-hmm. but also just funny and kind. And he was like, you might be running again after these. And I was like, oh, don't even say that, which was, it was said, it was said in a, you know, in a positive, encouraging way. But I was mm-hmm. like, mm, don't even plant that seed. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've already, that, that bus has left the building. Yeah, know? exactly. And I've, I've mourned over it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's almost like, oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> maybe you'll get back together with them. Just maybe, just maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. He won't hurt you again. Yeah, we know how that story goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Won't break your heart. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear some questions. This is Emily asking about recovery after a hard effort. Hi, my name is Emily and I am from Corvallis, Oregon. First, I want to say that I went to the Portland retreat this past fall and had a fabulous time meeting you all and totally love the podcast. Anyways, my question is about shakeout runs. So I have heard a lot of conflicting information about You know, a shakeout run after a hard workout when you're feeling sore is good to get the lactic acid out. But then I've also heard the importance of really taking it easy and taking a break after a race or a really hard workout. So I wanted to know 
what the deal is. Should I do a quick, you know, three to four mile shakeout run at a really slow pace? Or are you better off just taking the day or two off after a hard effort? Thanks so much. Appreciate your help. So great to hear from you, Emily. We adored having you and your lovely mother, Sarah, at our Portland retreat. Oh, yeah, they were a great, great duo and so smiley. And I can't remember what the story is, but I feel like Emily was running ultras with her mom or something Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. uh, something along those lines. So, yeah, they were definitely very runny, very smiley, really good energy. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. So so the term shakeout run to me is one I typically reserve for the short easy effort run the day before a race. So, you know, kind of to get the jitters out, do a few strides to remind my legs how to turn over, get the blood moving a bit. But, you know, maybe that's a game of semantics that I'm playing. So Coach Dimity, please address the core of Emily's question is, which is to me, what I hear is what's the best way to recover after a race or a hard workout? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a great question, Emily. And so two things. I mean, you're not wrong by saying an easy run, like and I wouldn't put it in miles on it. I would put time on it just because mm, then you're, you know, I would probably go 20 to 30 minutes or something like that. So if you're following a training plan and that's on your plan, you're probably following a pretty advanced training plan because usually like the day after a run or a hard run or a long race is typically off, off mm-hmm. or very easy, um, no impact. So if you're on a, you know, I know that's like some of our like, you know, obliterate the distance probably has an easy run after like a Saturday hard run, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So th- the key there is easy, right? So really low heart rate, really low efforts. Um, again, it's, you know, to just get the blood going to those muscles that need help with recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also, so so you can run for sure, but you have to know yourself well enough to know that A, you won't go too hard and B, that you are, you know, able to do that, you know, because that's going to just add mileage to your week. Mm -hmm. And if you are someone who runs three or four days a week, then probably I wouldn't do an easy run after a long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a a little throwaway. Yeah, it's throwing away that chip, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, instead of so, so that so the way to recover after a race or a long run, we talk about this a lot when we used to speak at marathon expos is just going for a walk, right? Mm -hmm. You know, getting up, moving, Um, you can go for an easy bike ride. Mm -hmm. Again, just the emphasis is really on easy, Mm -hmm. an easy swim. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get on the elliptical and keep the, you know, keep the tension or the level of the difficulty down, you know, below 10. Mm -hmm. Same thing with like a stationary bike, just spin your legs out. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what that does. And it does promote healing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you kind of just have to know yourself well enough. You know, we'd say an off day, after, if you take a rest day after a long run, you know, chances are if you're someone who is set up in, in you know, one of our listeners, you know, chances are you're going to use that day to run errands and go to the grocery store and go visit your parents or go to the park with your kid or whatever. Like you're going to mm-hmm. be out and about and moving and that may also just be enough. Yeah. 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 We should mention that Emily's pretty young. I I would I figure she's in her 30s, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so so there's that so that Emily might have more energy to do something the day after a race or or a long run than than perhaps somebody my age would. And so also though, but after a race, I, what I have learned from doing 14 marathons is the importance of taking a full week off from running after that big of an effort. 
So mm-hmm. I hope that yeah, Emily sure. has learned from doing ultras that, that there's really nothing gained from doing, from running the next day after a big race like that. And that it can only kind of lead you in a bad direction in terms of maybe opening yourself up to injury and just, there's no need to put your body through that. If you, if, if we're all in it for the long haul, then, you know, not running the next day is, is the smart move. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, so let's hear from the brands that allow us to bring you this free content and please consider supporting them since they support us. We'll be back soon with more Q's and A's. This is Meg who wants her appetite to realize she's done with marathon mileage. Hey, Sarah, this is Meg, and I am from Kentucky. Um, I just finished my first marathon at the first part of January, and um, I guess kind of the struggle is that now I am still wanting to eat like I did when I was training for the marathon. I'm not sure if anybody else has ever experienced this or if you guys have any tips. Um, I'm still staying very active, um, about six days a week, biking, swimming, lifting weights and such. Um, but just not doing 20 mile runs. And so obviously this is going to catch up with me. So any advice that you guys have for um, how you cut back the calories after the marathon training is over. So kudos Meg on conquering your first marathon, quite an accomplishment. Yep. And so she, just to be clear, she ran that marathon um, um, more than a month before she called. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, So like she was a month out. It sounds now because she ran a marathon in January. That's what she said, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, so and her, now it's it's May. Yes, <laughs> so. but so her her yes, exactly. Her and her message was from the end of February. So yeah, there was a a little over a month in between. So yeah, so you know, really want to emphasize that during the bulk of heavy training, I definitely have felt like a bottomless pit. And so I think I'd try to focus. Meg, on making sure that you're eating smaller meals and snacks, yet eating perhaps more frequently than she was used to pre-marathon. I don't know. So that there was something about, you know, yes, sometimes you just want when I was marathon training, you know, it's like, give me the biggest bowl of pasta we got. And, and so that, but more if you can kind of break it up throughout the day and getting a snack, maybe with a high quality protein and some fats and carbs, like nut butter on an apple with a couple graham crackers or hummus with carrots and some pita chips, thinking that will help Meg feel satiated more throughout the day so that she's not ravenous come dinner time or, you know, when she wakes up and it's breakfast time or whatever. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And this is very normal too, by the way. I think uh, we just want to normalize it just because mm-hmm. it is, you know, it, it is hard. Marathon training is a conundrum as far as nutrition goes, right? Because mm-hmm. you think like, oh my gosh, I'm out for a 20 miler. I've burned, you know, whatever, 3000 calories. And yet I'm maybe still putting on weight, which happens to a lot of people during marathon training, right? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And so like, then you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going <laughs> to go burn that. But yet I'm still wanting to eat, mm-hmm. you know, uh, half the pizza. And like you said, the pasta and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think I agree with your recommendation, Sarah. I think it's important to, uh, we know this is very trendy, but prioritize protein, right? Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're getting protein at every meal. And honestly, I know this sounds like like wads of protein and you're like, I could never get there, but it's just something to think about is both, both the nutritionist in um, Ellie and who does Simply Nourish Like a Mother and then Jen Giles, who does many nutritious miles. We're looking for about close to 
a gram of protein for every pound that you either weigh or want to weigh. Mm -hmm. So like if you're looking for, you know, say you weigh 175 right now and you want to get down to 165, like you're going to look for 165 grams of protein during the day. If you have a pretty active workout schedule, which it sounds like Meg does, Mm -hmm. right? She's Mm -hmm. going six days a week. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot. I mean, so just that's one thing to kind of take a look at and make sure because sometimes I think you feel like you're getting more than you actually are Mm. um, with protein, you know, so that's one thing to maybe monitor and make sure you're getting it with every meal and every snack. The other stuff that I would probably do is I like the idea of having snacks ready, but I would also like have food ready for yourself that you know is going to satiate you Mm -hmm. and not like I'm going to create a meal from scratch for my lunch or, you know for dinner, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm Because then sometimes you're like, oh, I'm just going to pull this, I'll pull that, you know, and not really have maybe the most nutritious choices. I'm speaking for myself here. Like when I have stuff pre-made, you know, Mm -hmm. like whether it's like, you know, stuff to put together a salad with like chicken sausage and lentils and, um, and, you know, some sunflower seeds and and let's see what else I put on my salad, some Mm. chickpeas and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. spinach, all that, you know, I put a bunch of blue cheese, um, dressing, that kind of stuff. Then I know that I'm getting what I need. And it's also pretty healthy where like, if I were to be like, oh, I'm just going to go grab Jimmy John's, you know, like that's, (laughs) you know, that's, there's a difference there. Right. And I'm not saying not demonizing Jimmy John's. I'm just saying like that kind of stuff adds up over time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would really make sure that you have like kind of an idea of at least what you're going to have for breakfast and lunch. Dinner can be a little bit more of a crapshoot because of, you know, you're feeding a whole family, that kind of thing. So, um, and then also you just, I mean, you have to realize that like your body's going to take a little while to adjust from the mileage back. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's on a teeter totter and it's, you know, you haven't quite reached equilibrium. So just have some grace with yourself and realize that at the end of the day, that's those six days of movement are, you know, going to trump anything as far as being important for your health, for your mental mood, your spirit, all that kind of stuff, feeling good in your body. And so Mm -hmm. take it all with a grain of salt, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you'd have good advice for that question, Dimity. I was like, yep, Dim's got something to say about this. (laughs) We're going to use this question. (laughs) So, and this is Amanda who's signed up for her first open water triathlon. Hi, my name is Amanda and I am from Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And my question is about open water triathlon training. So I signed up for my first one. It's going to be in New Jersey in August. And it's slightly less than a mile swim. I've only done pool swimming for triathlons for the last decade or so. So I'm a little nervous about the prospect of going into the ocean. Brave new world here. So my questions for you are... um, How important is it to get into the ocean to practice versus getting into a river? There's a local club around me that does river swimming. Uh, If I did want to go to the ocean, I'd probably only be able to do it like once or twice because it's two hours away. So, you know, I'm willing to make the drive, but I don't know like how important it is. And also like, is it worth it to invest in a full tri suit? Normally I race in tri shorts and either a sports bra or a tank top, but I don't know if like a tri suit would make it any, would have any benefits to an ocean swim. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. 
So Amanda, cheers to you for taking on a new challenge. Yeah, totally. Uh, my roommate, a good roommate and a great friend of mine um, is from Bucks County, PA. So that was fun to hear. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. An old roommate. You're saying a roommate, not, a roommate from Colgate. Not a current roommate. Wait. I was about to say, wow, if you and Grant taken in borders. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, uh, um, nice, nice, nice. All right. So, so the difference between open water versus a pool swimming, you know, so let's, let's state some obvious things here. You know, there's, there's no lane lines when you're out there swimming in nature, you have to lift your head and sight because otherwise, you know, you could find yourself about to, you know, I don't know, run into the weeds or or hit the bank or something like that. And one thing for me, that's a biggie is swimming with the sun, you know, and having to kind of um, wear dark enough goggles and, and being able to lift your head and being like, okay, I can't see anything because of that yellow orb in the sky. Yeah. So definitely it, a different it's different monster. than just having l- lights overhead. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then all the sharks and the octopuses <laughs> and the various things that are ready to the like, sturgeon. Yeah, ready oh, to yeah. like pull you down underneath. And no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, anyway. So yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. And, and also you don't have the lane in the bottom of the pool, either the lane lines, but I think more importantly, you don't have the black tile, right? Leading you yep, to know yep. how to go straight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that uh, I would definitely be outside as much as I could if I was Amanda. I've never swum and I've never done an ocean swim. I mean, I have swum in an ocean, oh. but I've never done a triathlon in an open ocean. So mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like. Uh, but I will mm-hmm. say... but. You- Oh, I was going to say, but you did your that event oh, out in yeah, Maine. I, did. I mean, You're that right. was that was that was Casco Bay. <laughs> that was the Atlantic, I guess. Well, that was my first time in the ocean. Which now, now, really, I've got some good grounding <laughs> advice because you are definitely <laughs> going to want to get in the ocean if you can. Um, get in as much open water as you can. So I would definitely go into the river a couple times. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the more that you can swim outside, the more familiar you're going to be, right, with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So you know. As, as much of a pain in the ass as it is, is, excuse my language, but I mean, I was out at our little gravel pond, um, you know, mm-hmm. out there and that, that was about a 45 minute drive. It wasn't two hours, but it was 45 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. um, each way on a Saturday morning. So that was basically the bulk of my Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. it's worth it. I mean, but it's worth it, right? Because you do, you figure out how to sight, you figure out how to not to crane your neck. I mean, yes, you can practice sighting in the pool for sure, but it's a little mm-hmm. like, um, Gosh, what's a good and it's a little poser. It's it's because 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 you you can tell yourself like, oh, I'll just wait another stroke. I'll just, you know, I'll just wait till the next time I take a breath or whatever. Because you don't need to. Well, yeah. Well, whereas when you're out in nature, you need to. Well, and if you look up, you always know what you're gonna see. You'll see the lifeguard at the end of the lane, right? (laughs) You know, so it's not like, you know, I have to I have to adjust myself, right? And so Mm -hmm. I know what back in the pond when I was working using that, I mean, like we had a couple you know, there wasn't anything that going in one direction, there wasn't anything that was super easy to sight on, right? There were trees that all mm. kind of looked the same. And, oh. you know, there, but there were enough of them that you couldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to go for that clump of trees because you could end up mm. either at A or Z. So, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. so it's just, again, it's getting just being like, okay, where am I going to sight? What am I going to do? How am I going to, mm-hmm. you know, feel? And then the ocean, um, I think is is definitely something that I would try to get in at least once, if not twice, um, and make that effort. Yeah, just because. Yeah, it's it's nerves are high enough on race day, and if I mean again, just tasting salt water. What does that taste like to suck that in? Mm-hmm. You know, and feel mm-hmm. like a little mm-hmm. um, 
a little uh, rattled by it. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I imagine that this is not a long enough swim that the currents would be an issue, but that's what happened to me uh, or happened to us, Katie mm-hmm. and I. You know, we had to take those into account. Katie took them into account and I basically was like, Dimity <laughs> over here. Come on, come on. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that hadn't occurred to me. I mean, she says that it's a little less than a mile. So it sort of depends. I mean, well, it depends upon where you it know, goes I'm, to. Yeah, and just you know that there's rip rip tides. I just remember, you know, I grew up uh, swimming in the Atlantic when we would go to the beach as a family mm-hmm. or go to Nantucket or whatever. And I don't know, they're strong those rip currents. They can so, be, yeah, 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 yeah. So hopefully that the race organizers kind of have that one figured out. But I would say definitely do at least one test swim in the ocean, if not two. Um, because like you say, there it, it is so different and you feel different in salt water and just kind of the whole getting it in your face and in your mouth. And you have to get over a, you do have to get over a wall of waves to get out to the, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would be very familiar with what the race looks like if it's an out and back, if you're going like straight out or if you're swimming mm-hmm. next to the shore, right? That's two different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I guess one thing yeah. I was just thinking of a suggestion might be, you know, so it is a two hour drive. So it's four hours there and back. So maybe you go like first thing in the morning and, mm-hmm. and swim then, which is probably when your race is going to go off, but then take a break, hang out in the beach, go get some breakfast, whatever. <laughs> and then, kind of wait for the conditions to change a little bit and then go try again, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they don't That's have to clever. be like workouts each time, but just going in and, and getting very familiar with it and sighting and really feeling like, okay, if this is what's going to happen, this, I could handle this on race day. So, yeah. yeah. Or also a thought I had is turn it into, you know, a family weekend getaway. And so be rally the troops and be like, Hey, let's go to the Jersey shore for the weekend and then you get in, you know, a swim on Saturday, a swim on Sunday. Yeah. I um I do remember so I um uh when gosh, I guess it was the summer after ninth grade and a friend of mine and her family were going to the Jersey Shore. So I grew up in Connecticut and the Jersey Shore, I don't know, maybe it was it was maybe about a two hour drive. And so they invited me to, ju- we just went to Asbury park for the day. You know, I of course thought I was going to see Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and right. Right. But Oh my gosh. So much fun. Oh, yay. it was just a delightful, delightful day. It was much more, I don't know. The water seemed almost itself playful. It was because um, the town I grew up in Stanford, it has, it, borders the ocean, but at 13 miles from where my parents' house was, was, so we didn't go there very often. So, oh gosh, it was just so much fun. And so I don't know what age Amanda's kids are, if she even has any kids, but you know, just make a weekend of it perhaps. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I always, I remember watching uh, Mystic Pizza too, for the first time. You remember that movie? (laughs) And that, that, I I feel like they had the ocean in that movie too. I was like, wait. Oh, it is. It's in Mystic Connecticut. Which is right near the ocean, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, it's on the ocean. Yeah. Yes. My, um, the, the kids that I babysat for all the time when I was growing up, their family owned a, a, a pizzeria, long time family. <laughs> no, long time family home in Mystic, Connecticut. Oh. And so I would take, I would be, you know, their babysitter and we'd go away. They'd take me up there for a week or something that I don't remember swimming there. I remember we would go crabbing a lot. Um, so anyway, put, put those but, on pizza, but, put the crab legs on the pizza. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That was, it would have been a little cutting edge for back in the day, but now most certainly you could do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, um, so, all right. So, but Dim, what are your thoughts about needing a full tri suit? I'm, you know, me i'm 
thrifty. Yeah. So I would hold off on the tri suit because, you know, Amanda, you might be one and done with ocean swimming. So it, to me, that's a big investment that I wouldn't be willing to make until after the race was over. Sure, sure. Which is idiotic. Although you, you can rent. I was about to do a couple yeah. things. I mean, so I, I would look to see if you could rent one. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then if you did, if you were able to rent one, um, you know, I would kind of play it out maybe because I would also try it in the river. You know, I would, I would mm-hmm. get, you want to get familiar again. Like you don't want to have, I mean, certainly I'm not doubting that she could go to the ocean in a rented triathlon suit on the day of her race and be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, we're not saying that, you know, I'm not saying like that is not possible because it definitely is, but if mm-hmm. she's nervous about it and wants to feel super confident, I would be confident in the wetsuit and I would also be confident in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Depending upon, I mean, you can get wetsuits now that are um, not, you know, they used to, I feel like, you know, you think like it's a three or $400 investment and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily that much. Mm. So I would just poke around. I mean, I haven't poked around recently. My wetsuit's mm-hmm. many years old at this point. So mm-hmm. yeah, look around. I mean, definitely the only thing is a lot of people buy um, wetsuits, definitely buy a triathlon swimming specific one. Sometimes people mm-hmm. mistakenly buy ones that are for like, um, you know, for keeping warm when you're like water skiing or jet skiing or something Surfing. like that. And they're mm-hmm. just not tight enough. Like you want to like really like, you know, slither your your body into that thing. <laughs> it's not a comfortable <laughs> thing. You don't want it to just be able to like pull it over. No problem. Right. Yeah. 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 You could awesome. also look, um, awesome. sorry, last thing, but you could look on like yeah. online for used ones um, or like Facebook mm-hmm. or Craigslist or I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a lot of especially because she has some time, I think she could mm-hmm. find something that might work. Or even a friend might have one too. Like, again, like poking mm-hmm. around or asking in a local tri group, um, like a Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, like that club or perhaps even the people that she's gone river swim with this summer. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. She, the club. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, well, good luck, Amanda. And uh, let us know on our Facebook page how it goes. All right. Well, love the diversity of questions. If you have a question pinging around your brain, please call it by ringing 470-BADASS-1. That translates to 470-223-2771. Leave your first name and where you're calling from. And please keep your message to a minute or less. And the number is in our show notes, so you don't need to memorize the number. Hey friends, this is our last call for our program, Race Like a Mother, the Blue Ridge Trail Run Extravaganza. So if you are thinking about this awesome program, now is the time to join. You pick a distance, 15K, 30K, or 50K, and train with this comprehensive program, which includes sessions with a sports nutritionist and sports psychiatrist. You'll meet Coach Christy then and your teammates in Blue Ridge, Georgia on October 7th to tackle the trails in one of the most beautiful places to run in our lovely country. We'll link to the program in our show notes, but trust me, if you are intrigued by or already know you love to run trails, this is a program you're not going to want to miss. Check it out. Nice, nice. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medora from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We are here with answers. And what else, Sarah? Crab on pizza or what? (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Or a cortisone shot. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, We forgot. Uh... We need a little something, a little nugget. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> what I, is it? What, is it what, what do we usually say? We're here with the answer. Keep the questions coming because we're here with the answer answers. And then you say something. Oh my God, you've really had a had a, a senior moment, you know. And then you know, so and wetsuits and I don't. We yeah, talk no, much I know, about I know, food. but then, but but isn't there a line that you say that I then then I say something like keep the questions coming? We're here with answers. Oh, it's oh you haven't you printed it out? It's on the next page. Keep, oh, I didn't. Oh, sorry, sorry, I sorry. I was like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? It's right there. Oh, I didn't. I oh, I see, oh okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> here we go.